the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us the Wednesday show. It's a hot one out here in western Pennsylvania, but... Uh... <laughs> Remember yesterday? Yeah. When we got in the air and you said it was chilly. It was chilly. It was chilly yesterday. <laughs> Remember that? It wasn't chilly. There was well, nothing about yesterday that was chilly. I think it was. It was 80 degrees. Well, it's kind of chilly. No. Wait. I, I mean, if you live in Bahrain. Wait, my phone's ringing. I'm getting some spam. Speaking of chilly, um, I read something today that there are these um, places on the moon that they have discovered. Yeah. That they're calling sweater weather. That there are these craters that are sort of like cave-like. Okay. And if you're in the shadows of these caves... Oh, it's super cold because there's it's no... It's sweater weather. It's like 60 degrees. Because the moon vacillates between like, you know, 190 sure, because... degrees or 300 degrees below zero. Right. But, you know, if you're so if you were an astronaut, you could live on the moon in the shadow of these craters. Just thought I'd bring that up. Sweater That's not weather. one of my top fours. But, Chilly. But, right. no, but I liked it, though. All right. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um... Reading about Mr. Rogers today as well. Which we're going to talk about that later in today's right. program. We're also going to talk about social media uh, in a way that makes it healthy. But we're wondering, and the question we'll be asking, is the social media losing its credibility? Yeah. Don't you think it is? 100%. Okay. I mean, not 100%, but a lot. But a lot of percent. I was reading uh, Byron Borger's featured in, in Christianity uh, CT, Today. Mm-hmm. And he, he, there was a phrase in there, which I sh- should have underlined, but he talked about the pleasure of reading in a bookstore, mm-hmm. right? Sort of the, the, that browsing. Yep. I believe that a lot of times that's what it, you can do on the internet, right? Because. Yeah, but it's not nearly as pleasurable, do you think? Well, well yeah, it can, I mean, it it can be. Because it can be, but sometimes it seems like a compulsion. Like it seems like there's something unhealthy when I do it. Like I should, like if I would just turn it off and go read a book, I would be happier. I feel that way. I a lot. guess. I mean, I, I could see that. But I mean, like you and I in our readings, we stumble across. We stuff. do. We. Because, what, what did we just talk about? Oh, uh, we just talked about Mister Rogers. Uh, and that came from I was reading about something else. Oh, I might have been reading about Alex Jones. And, oh, we were talking about Alex Jones, and right. so that went to Mister Rogers, right. and then I'm reading about Mister Rogers and Burger King, and Mister Rogers and the KKK, mm-hmm. and and then later on, it you know, of course, you're reading about Vin Scully and all these different things, just kind of like you're reading downstream. It's right. been a very pleasurable day of reading, I would say. Well, that's good, but it's not the same type of pleasurable reading you get from being in city books and losing yourself for an hour and a half. When's the last time you were to bookstore? A long, mm, yeah, of course, right, 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 long, right, right. Long, when was the last time I was at a bookstore? I don't know. I mean, my kids love to go to like uh, half price books. Yeah, they think that's like, like they think that's like a house, great right, night out. Sure, like we'll go get you know something at Chick Fil A and then go to half price books and put our greasy fingers all over their merchandise. Right. Sorry, 
But, you know, it's a very nice evening out. That must have been the last. I think that was the last bookstore. I was in in Half Price Books in uh, the beginning of the summer. I don't think I've been anywhere since then. Now, it's kind of funny. In that article that uh, is in CT, Byron Borger, he kind of disparages places like Half Price Books. Yeah. Well, because it's 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 pretty sterile. Well, it's just kind of a mishmash where he curates, mm-hmm, right. right? Yes, he's very intentional on how he. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just thinking about all those things. Yeah. And, okay. So we'll but, talk about that. All right. Anyway, so the news. Yes, I've got anything some, going on in the world today. There's, there's some. I had a hard time keeping it to four today. Did you though? Mm-hmm. Some yeah. days you're kind of thinking, oh, I don't know what to, today. Mm-hmm. I had. I could have done the top twelve. Excellent. And aren't you lucky I didn't? Oh yes, I am. <laughs> well, not lucky. Uh, Blessed. Just saying. Anyway, while you're doing the top four at four, I hate that. I'm going to have a little all toys. Okay. Are you? Uh-huh. There we go, right there. They're curiously strong. Live on the air. All Ready. Toys. Curiously strong. Okay, without further ado, please, Kath, give us the top four at four. For Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022, mm-hmm. number one. The state Supreme Court has upheld Pennsylvania's mail in ballot law. Act 77, which was passed in 2019 and employed, as I bet you'll remember, for the first time during the contentious 2020 presidential election. What happened? Act 70, you've kind of forgot that part. Act 77 ushered in the most sweeping expansion of voting access in Pennsylvania in decades and altered, of course, how we do it. In a 5-2 decision released yesterday, the justices rejected the GOP argument that the legislature didn't have the power under the state constitution to allow Pennsylvanians to vote by mail without an excuse. Now, more challenges to the law are on the horizon. Don't you fear? Republican elected officials who brought the suit said they plan to appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. Why now, fight it? Just be part of it. Okay, so That's what they lost. So the governor says, quote, this ruling assures that mail-in voting remains in place and Pennsylvanians will be able to cast their ballot legally in person or by mail without any disruption or confusion did you vote by mail i've never voted by mail i did i don't trust it i i know it's stupid it's stupid i voted by mail okay that's good i think you should vote you voted by mail i voted in person if everybody's counting them appropriately which Mm. it seems like they are i don't see i voted by mail and then at 4 a.m i drove around and i just dumped all kind of ballots did you really just to make people crazy only kidding just Just a joke people just messing around number two go Supporters of abortion rights won a surprising victory last evening in one of the most conservative states in the country, with Kansas voters rejecting a constitutional amendment that would have let state legislators ban or restrict abortion significantly. Results were still coming in as the night wore on, but with more than 90 percent of the ballots counted, the pro-abortion rights side was ahead by about, I can't believe this, 18 percentage points, mm-hmm. which is a huge margin in a state that voted for Trump in yep, 2020. Took everybody by surprise. Yeah, it really did. Uh, roughly 940,000 Kansans voted in the referendum, according to the New York Times, compared with about 1.05 million people in the November 2018 midterm mm. election. Is it like the song says, that everything is up to date in Kansas? Is that what it is? Of course you know the song. No, I don't. You don't know the song. But everybody's up to date in Kansas? Everything's up to date in Kansas City. I think it's from Oklahoma, which you do not No, like. I don't like that show. That's a great song. Everything's up to date in Kansas City. We've gone about as far as we can go. We had, I had a, we have a very Some nice listener update. who sent me a whole lot, a whole envelope of stuff persuading me why I should love Oklahoma. Oh, see? I really appreciated her for that. That was really sweet. And did oh, not dissuade you. No. Number three. NASA is not trusting private citizens, John, to travel to the International Space Station on their own. Mm. Instead, they want them to be chaperoned. 
What do you by, mean? Well, by an experienced professional. Well, New requirements from the agency. See, here's what's happening: is that the people who are working for like Axiom, mm-hmm. instead of taking three paying customers and one actual astronaut, mm-hmm. they're talking about taking four mm-hmm. paying customers. Right, because they want more money. Exactly, because each one of the people reportedly paid fifty-five million fifty dollars. For the privilege. Yeah, wait till an accident happens. But, well, that's right. And NASA's saying new proposed, like, this is lessons learned. Mm -hmm. Because last time they went, it was way different than they expected. They spent, uh, the Axe 1 crew spent two weeks in space. And this was, these were pros. And they said it was way harder than they expected. So People think they're going to go, like, to Kennywood. I know. I know. It's. I want my $55 million worth. (laughs) Number four. Restaurants across the country, John. Is there no depth? Is there no bottom? To what humans can do. Nope. Restaurants across the country are reporting extortion threats. If you don't pay up, we'll leave a barrage of bad reviews online. Good. That's your top four. four. Well, that's are you uplifting. kidding me? Listen, the National Restaurant Association says federal agents had to get involved. Because there's a story about this. This happened to tons of restaurants. Not that they've suffered too much. Of course, COVID barely survived. How many of them closed? Mm. They can't find enough people to work in them, right? Right, right. There's a story about a Houston restaurant called Blue Dorn, which is often one of the city's best. Mm. You know, it's like, you know, high. She, she. You're exactly elite type of thing. Everything was five-star reviews mm. until a couple weeks ago when all of a sudden they were overwhelmed by one-star reviews, mm. which had no comments. Oh, but just one-star reviews. Which crushed the ratings. Exactly. So it brought their average down to like 3.25 or something mm-hmm. like that. And they were saying, we worked so hard for all of those five-star reviews, yep. and now we got a whole lot of nothing. Anyway, they reached out to Google. They said the one-star reviews don't actually violate our policy because there are no comments included. But then the restaurant posted a um, scan of the actual threat that they received. Mm. And then they ended up with more than 100 customers submitting their own positive five-star reviews. So for that company, that restaurant has worked out okay. But a Google spokesperson told CBS News that the company's teams have to work around the clock to thwart the attacks. (laughs) I mean... Yep. That's why we should all move to an island and communicate. What about via that sweater? Coconuts. What about that sweater weather on the moon? What about it? Oh, it's good. Could maybe one of those crevices or crevasses would, would yeah. welcome us? Kind of like going to the beach. Christy would come with us. Only you're on the moon. I know she, she would not come. She would, as long as she's we, tired of our yeah, stuff. You no, know, because she wants to she watch. It. She wants to watch what I watch. She doesn't want to watch what you watch. That's true. Oh. Thank you. One oh one point five. W-O-R-D. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New, new, new music from Apollo LTD. Soul worth saving. Mercy Me with Then Christ Came. And Brooke Ligert Wood, Honey in the Rocks. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Hi, I'm Todd Nettleton, and this is the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Last year, Chinese police raided worship services at Zion Reformed Church and detained seven Christians, including the pastor's wife. These believers have been in prison since late 2021 under the guise of preventing the spread of the coronavirus. They also have refused to sign a pledge stating they would no longer attend church. And as a result of their refusal, authorities have fined them 500 yuan and confiscated their phones. 
This incident is the latest in the government's ongoing harassment of the church in China. Pray for those who remain in prison and pray for the other church members to endure even as they face ongoing persecution. I will not let my brothers and sisters suffer in silence. Nor will I let them serve alone. To join me in prayer for persecuted Christians, go to vomradio.net. Eden Christian Academy invites golfers of every age and skill level to the Warrior Golf Classic. August 15th at Treesdale Golf and Country Club in Gibsonia. Come for an amazing 18 holes, delicious food, skill contests, and more. Proceeds will benefit all Eden students, enabling the Academy to pay off its third student transportation van, plus make upgrades to the upper school weight room. Register your foursome or play as an individual, not a golfer, become a sponsor. The Warrior Golf Classic, August 15th. Sign up now at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Our biblical beliefs about marriage, human sexuality, and gender are increasingly countercultural. In fact, our views are often considered offensive and infringing on personal freedom. Sometimes this makes Christians look like the bad guys. How should we respond? Request your copy of the book, Being the Bad Guys, available today at truthforlife.org. A beautiful day here at All About Golf in Butler, where 14-year-old Jimmy and his dad are on the executive nine-hole course. He's been practicing all year at All About Golf's driving range, featuring top tracer technology. Is that a Ping G425 driver dad just pulled out of their Ping Hoofer golf bag? (laughs) Yes, and Jimmy's set of new hybrids was chosen with the help of All About Golf's Ping certified club fitter at the Pro Shop. That's up and down for par at All About Golf in Butler. Practice, learn, play at allaboutgolf.com. Remember the early days of Facebook? I do. I remember the person who convinced me to join Facebook. Who's that? Bobby Perkins. Oh. You know her. I do. Now, it's I, her fault. All of Facebook is Bobby Perkins. I, I <laughs> the had, whole thing. Rebecca Weimer chastised me. No, for not being on it. I was on it for a hot minute, mm-hmm. thought otherwise, deleted the account, and, and then signed up again. And she was like, hey, what's the deal with you? Why do you have, you know, why, why did you go and come back again? So everything unfortunate that's happened to us online, which is a lot of things, right. is we can blame on Bobby Perkins and Rebecca, Rebecca Weimer. Weimer. And we're going to call you out. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Martin is the man who's trying to save us from all our poor of manners. our uh, missteps. Chris Martin is content marketing editor at Moody Publishers. He's a social media marketing and communications consultant, author of Terms of Service. He also writes regularly in his substack of the same name. Yes. Chris, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Glad yes, Chris. Yeah, the, so the question you raise, which Kathy and I, uh, we sort of answered already, so it'll be a short segment. Uh, <laughs> is social media losing credibility? Chris, please opine. Well, I want to. What do you guys think? Do you guys think social yes. media is losing credibility? Well, no, yes. wait, no, wait, no, yes. wait. I love Twitter, mm-hmm. and I don't know if Twitter. I don't think Twitter's lost its credibility. Oh, I for think me. Twitter's absolutely lost. I don't. Okay. Facebook and it's, yeah. So Go. we dis- it's, it's we disagree, Chris. I mean, it's not a first time. Yeah, and honestly, I see I see both sides of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I I think uh, it, my I came up with this thought of of asking this question because um, the the uh, well known pastor and author Tim Keller mm. tweeted a couple weekends ago. Uh, I'd been kind of on a on a writing hiatus, took a break during the summer, writing my newsletter oh. and things, and and uh, I saw that Tim Keller tweeted a thread about how he thinks social media is losing credibility. And, and the kind of the main 
premise of his argument is this. He says social media continues to lose credibility with people across the political spectrum as a place for content and and thought. And I think I think Dr. Keller is right in among some people. It's just such a hard I mean bless Tim Keller he was trying to say this on Twitter where like brevity <laughs> exactly. is the enemy of clarity. Yes. Um and and he's you know I think there's only so much elaboration he could make though he did tweet a whole thread. I just I think social media is probably losing credibility among people like Tim Keller and among people like the conservative commentator, David French retweeted, I think retweeted his Dr. Keller's thread. And so guys who are thoughtful, who are, who, who think about how, how social media might be affecting how we think, you know, I think among the more academic and, and smart people among us, uh, I think social media probably is losing credibility because they've seen, all the negatives that social media can wreak, you know, all the havoc that it can wreak and, and how it can really affect our ability to communicate with each other for the worst. Um, but I think like if you go to your Sunday school class or you, you go to the grocery store, uh, you go to Thanksgiving this year in a few months and you ask people if they think social media is losing credibility, they might say they think social media is losing credibility, but they're still on it all the time and mm -hmm. commenting on local news, uh, you know, articles on Facebook or retweeting their favorite politician on Twitter. I think people like to say social media is losing credibility more than it actually is. Because, for example, like we have uh, uh, for for good or for ill, we have the 2024 presidential election season is coming up. Right. And we'll be, we can't we'll be wait. Yeah, yeah. We'll be talking about primaries sooner than any of us want to be. Oh. And, but I think I think when you when you get on if you were to get on Twitter the night of the first primary debate for the 2024 presidential election, mm -hmm. you will quickly find that social media might might still be seen as less credible, but it's no less relevant. People will be tweeting stuff from that primary, retweeting goofy faces that politicians make on stage or gaffes that they have. I think social media is still incredibly relevant. Maybe a bit less credible, but it's not going anywhere. Like it, I think if we get this idea that, well, yeah, maybe maybe it's a little bit less credible. I mean, yeah, like so is cable news is maybe seen as a little bit less credible today than sure. it was in 1998. But it's but it's no less present. And so I think I think we should just be careful to think that if we feel bad about social media or if the people around us are disregarding social media, that it's going away. Because I mean, a significant portion of the population still uses it for two, two and a half hours every single day. And I think it's still influencing us in ways we just don't realize. Interesting. Okay, so then, Chris, uh, I guess, you know, you could, there's all these different fragments of social media, right? I mean, Facebook started out as a college uh, engagement. Now it's mostly what you what you hear and what you see is old people on fa Facebook, for better or worse, right? I mean, I'm all caught up with my uh, old high school buddies and their grandkids. Um, now, of course, uh, younger people are on TikTok. There's Instagram. Um, everything sort of has its day in the sun, right? And so now I'm reading about, well, the next wave of social media, for, for, for whatever it's worth, is the metaverse. And, you know, that's going to change the world as we know it. So there's always something new under the sun in social media. Yeah, it's hard. It's 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 like uh, it's like chasing a grease pig or something. Yeah, you never mm -hmm. really know where what platform is going to be most relevant. And I think once upon a time in the early days of social media, um, everything was so new 
like the whole concept was so new yeah. that we all tended to flock to the one or two most popular platforms. I think as the social media age continues to wear on, I think that we're, our preferred platforms are going to start to diverge more and more where Facebook become may become much less relevant for young people as it already has, but then something will like Instagram will be relevant for, for like 20 and 30 somethings. And now TikTok is most relevant among high schoolers and Twitter is most relevant among uh, journalists, politicians, public figures. Um, and then Pinterest is going to be most popular among like people who are like, parents you know finding activities for their kids or homeschoolers who are homeschooling their kids or um or chefs and cooks who are like who like recipes and collecting recipes i think you're there is sort of this social media created this great coming together where we all started to congregate on these few major platforms but i think as time goes on you're going to see this sort of like dissipation of attention i don't think people are going to leave social media so much as go into their own little corner of social media mm-hmm. that's maybe free from conflict about politics, unless that's the kind of thing they're looking for. And is more centric, like where they're, they're gathering with people around shared interests rather than gathering around the novelty of being able to gather. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but mm-hmm. that does make I, perfect I feel sense. like there, there is a sort of coming together. And now we, I, my, my joke is always, we all came together and said, wow, isn't this cool? And then we spent some time together. We said, wow, I really don't like these people. And now we're all kind of like, and now we're all kind of like filtering back into our own little spaces on, you know, we hang out on this area of Reddit or we hang out on this corner of TikTok or whatever else. And I think we're just kind of going to go into our own little online corners. We'll still be online, just maybe in our own little neighborhoods. Chris Martin is with us. Check out his newest book called Terms of Service. You can also check out his Substack, which is of the same name, Terms of Service. Um, all, all right, so what's Substack? Right, there's another thing. There's Substack, yeah, there's, right? Yeah. right there, yeah. You're right. That's another thing. That's right. Okay, so let me. Uh, I don't know if this this makes it broader or not, but I was reading the New York Times today, um, Chris, as you know, we do on pretty much a daily basis, and there was a report by Maggie Astor and Nate Cohn on how. Uh, abortion rights supporters won in conservative Kansas. That's the headline. Now, this is a newspaper. Uh, this is on the front page, and this is supposedly uh, reporting. No. Well, if you read this article, this is like two people who are breathlessly uh, recounting the incredible victory that was won last night, which if you want to write that on an opinion page, I've got no problem with. Um, but this was this is not an opinion. This is an opinion piece, which is disguised as reporting. Anyway, I finished the whole thing and I thought, well, it's not just social media that's lost its credibility. It's this. And there's a reason why people don't buy newspapers. And there's a reason why uh, the New York Times isn't nearly as trusted as it used to be, because this is not reporting. So I think that maybe our crisis goes beyond whether we're talking about social media or newspapers is that people have a crisis of credibility. What do you think? That's right. Yeah, there's uh, I saw a great article. I only read the headline in the tweet. I've I have the article bookmarked to read later. Um, But there's a there's a great article I read from someone I forget. I think it was maybe NBC News did some research. Maybe it was even Pew um, did some research that says that young people, Gen Z are less likely is Pew Pew research. I'm pulling up the article as we speak. Uh, Social trust in advanced uh, institutions is lower among young people and those with less education. And I, I think um, the person who tweeted said uh, young people are less likely to say that people can be trusted and who can blame them. And I don't think it's just young people. Yeah. Um, I think that's just who happened to be surveyed in this survey. Uh, but I think that there's this sort of erosion of trust of frankly institutions. Mm-hmm. And as, 
a, as a Christian, I find that I, I find that discouraging, but I also find it encouraging that it means people are thinking like they're asking mm-hmm. questions and they're they're not just kind of like going with the flow. So I don't think the sort of erosion of trust in institutions is wholly bad because, frankly, some institutions probably shouldn't be trusted as much as they have been. Right. Yeah. I but think I about my hope too. is that as 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 Christians, we can provide a like trustworthy answer uh, to people's kind of credibility crisis that it feels like every major institution from education to economics to religious and even to like the local family like the nuclear family is undergoing a sort of credibility crisis and so i think i think uh the credibility crisis that we find ourselves in that you've rightly identified kathy is is very present and very real i don't think it's necessarily a sort of hair on fire moment um unless unless you are a or someone who shouldn't be trusted uh but i do think it's a it's really a good time for reflection and a good time for us to be asking ourselves whether you know you host a radio show or like I run a website for my organization or whatever, am I putting my content, my reputation, my communication above reproach? Like, am I making myself trustworthy, or mm-hmm. am I just yeah. putting out there whatever makes me feel good? And who cares if anybody trusts me? Right. And so I think that's a really those are questions we should all be asking because if you're on social media and you're posting anything, you are a sort of content creator that has some sort of public face. Um, and I, I just think they're important questions. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, we're old enough, I think, all of us to remember that there was a time, you know, in American culture where there was some sort of bedrock trust in certain institutions. And I believe in the past 10, 20 years, most of that has been washed away, that we live in this very deeply dark, cynical age. And the question is, who do you trust for the most part? I mean, most people don't trust anybody. They trust, you know, their husband, their wife, their kids. It's a very small circle. Or what about you mentioned uh, Tim Keller and David French, who are both friends of ours. And um, so we trust them because we know them. But a lot. But there are just as many people. You say that name, people would spit on the ground. Fifty percent of the people listening to our show right now are thinking, I can't stand those guys. I don't trust those guys. There's no one to trust. Right. So I'm going to pay attention to what they say. And the people listening to the show may be saying, I'm definitely not paying attention to what they say. I trust Alex Jones. Right. And, you know, you can see the empire built from that. Everybody's going to have their own. Like, again, everything's tiny and fragmented. Yeah, it's it's really sad, and it's really I think what's what's happened. I we've been I've been working through some of this even even locally in the community that I'm in, is people have made major issues out of minor minor issues, issues. and I, I think a lot of us have come to care a lot too much about issues that frankly should not be cornerstone values mm-hmm. in our lives, mm-hmm. whether it's things that we really really care about and are in favor of. Or things we're really, really against, and we kind of built our entire worldviews on being against those things. And I think we could regain some of that, at least within the Christian space. We can regain some of that if we start making major issues, the things that are actually major, like the gospel and the incarnation of Christ and, you know, the holiness of God, rather than whatever cultural issues may be thrown our way that we're told should be of primary importance. And so I I think we really just have to resist that temptation. But it's super hard when 
everything you see on social media is only ever about that. Right. The holiness of God. I mean, right? I mean, that's the bedrock of trust. If you are a believer in Jesus, you believe in the holiness of God. The problem is the people that we use as the facilitators or the communicators about the holiness of God, more often than not, they've got clay feet and, you know, it comes back and crushes us. And then people go, look at the whole message is just a bunch of lies. Right. And some of those people are really terrible on social media. And some of those people are really great on social media. And that also, you know, makes it complicated, too, because there's some skill involved, right, in how well you communicate on Twitter or whatever your platform is. And that can get in the way of someone communicating about God, too. It's a mess, y'all. What are we going to do? Well, Chris, we're trusting you. This is your gig. (laughs) That's right. I'm here to say I'm here to fix everything. It's Mm -hmm. fine. And to mediate all of our disputes, John and mine. Very good. And so then as you leave us now, we'll hold our breath until next month when you join us again to make sure that we trust in you once more. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Check out the new book, Terms of Service, by author Chris Martin. You can also check out his Substack newsletter of the same name. If you want to gather with people who are like-minded and are concerned about social media, you can gather in a Substack. I used to trust Springsteen. Now, apparently, that's gone away as well. Listen, I never trusted him. Look at that crazy lip. Get out of here. Tickets are on sale, maybe. Our little brother says the word, dodo word, 40 times a day. Should we be saying that word on Word FM? (laughs) You started it. Okay. So, here we are with Uncle Ryan with three reasons why you'd be a tweet tweet if you bought a home this year and didn't use us at United Faith Mortgage. The biggest reason is our direct lender advantage. We use our own money. And there's no middleman, which means we can often get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We also pay $1,000 of your closing costs on all new home purchases. And just as important to me as saving listeners money is the super service part. Our small team is specifically committed to Word FM. You will not get to a closing and find anything hidden. It's a partnership all the way around. So don't be a... And we're done. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a listener 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. My brother-in-law died suddenly. And now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-928-3355. That's 1-800-928-3355. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-928-3355. That's 1-800-928-3355. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Robinson Township Christian School. Find a school that's right for you. 
at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't overpay for new blinds. Shop Blindster today and save big. Blindster.com. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Mainly clear and humid tonight, low 71. Very warm tomorrow and humid with intervals of clouds and sun. We'll see an afternoon thunderstorm with a high of 87. Cloudy and humid tomorrow night, a thunderstorm in the area, low 70. Cloudy and humid Friday with a couple of thunderstorms and a high of 78. Saturday, a blend of sun and clouds with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Humid with a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Word FM Cruise coming up August 16th. It's a Tuesday night. Uh, I think there's like, what, 15 tickets, something yeah, like that? Two weeks from yesterday. 15 tickets left or I'm something? I'm super excited about it. Uh, wordfm.com, mm-hmm. you can go. And uh, tickets are like, um, it includes the meal and uh, a cruise, two and a half hours or so. We'll be there. Christy's going to be there. That's right. We're going to do uh, this or that mm-hmm. up on the top deck. But it's going to be gone. So come and hang out with us. And yeah, we had such a night. good time last year. It's a blast. Yeah, we promise we'll we'll like put our best faces on. What do you mean best faces? Our best faces. Like a, was that confusing to you? Like, I mean, you what know. does that mean? Well, because you know that we can be kind, you know, crabby or whatever. We're not going to be that way. Why would you be crabby on a cruise? You're going to get a nice meal and you're going to you know drive around that's, the city. Exactly, that's what I'm trying to say. Best faces. I thought you were going to wear like okay. makeup or something. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, I'm wearing. Okay, I, I have to wear makeup. <laughs> John's wearing eyeliner. What's okay. going on? We don't. We don't need John to wear eyeliner, do we? It's the best face. Okay. Um, speaking of Krabby, pancake. Um, about let's see. It was in March. Mm. I bought tickets to see a, a local performer here in Pittsburgh. Yep. Okay. And this uh, particular, I don't. Even, I won't even say where I, what venue I was going to because it doesn't matter what venue I was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I went online because I saw X person was coming. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I put that person, the artist's name plus Pittsburgh yep. in and tickets, what came up. Okay. So I click on the, the thing that comes up and it says, okay, you know, here's the date, here's the time, pick your seats. Mm-hmm. Great. So I pick my seats, my husband and I and a friend, we're going to go. We go through the process of, I go through the process of, of paying for the tickets and I get to the end. And a ticket that was going to be $69 mm-hmm. each ended up being $126 mm-hmm. each mm-hmm. because of all the fees, fees that were never mentioned, of course, mm-hmm. as it was going along. And even if they were mentioned, I obviously want to go to the show. Sure. So you can't – so, okay, can I go to the box office and pick them up? No. Nope. No. Nope. Can I go to the venue and talk? Nope. No. So there's no way to avoid – the fees. No, because no- Ticketmaster has a monopoly in this country and probably around the world, but certainly here in the United States, Ticketmaster has a monopoly with all concert venues. They are the supplier. There is no direct buying of any tickets anymore. You would think that Congress or someone would step forward and say, let's break this monopoly. Well, there, there is a lot of conversation about that right yeah. now, but nothing's been done. It's it's a ripoff. It's a total times ten. 
rip. Okay, so I, I see an article about So they shouldn't say that it's 69 bucks. No, of course not. Well, it's, that's the base price, and then the fees add on. So Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen, say what you will about his politics. Now, there's a lot to be said about that. I'm a believer. Mm-hmm. Is it, is you it? like Bruce? Yeah, man. I don't like Bruce. I grew up in the I mean, 70s I it's not that I don't like him. I just never, I never liked his music all that much. Born to run. You know? I mean, Maybe we are. I'm, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up with Springsteen. Now, he is going to tour for the first time in six years. Now, Bruce is famous for his hours and hours of concerts. I mean, this is a guy who oh, brings yeah. it all out there. Right, for It's a four great hours. show. It's a great show. It really is. You know, if anybody's a true believer, you've been to the show, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, first time in six years, tickets on sale, top price with fees, somewhere in the neighborhood of $5,000. <gasps> So an article I'm reading, oh my in this article, a woman saying you know, to her daughter, we love Bruce. He's blue collar. This is the guy, you, you know, whatever's going on. So she tried to buy tickets, like nosebleed tickets, mm-hmm. with fees, $850 for nosebleed tickets. So, oh, you've got to be kidding So me. there's this huge backlash. Hey, Bruce, what's the deal, yeah, man? I thought you, I thought were, you were like blue man. collar. Yeah, every guy. He kind of shrugs his shoulders, his people, and they go... Sorry, this is just, you know, what we're tied into. This is, you know, what it is to go to a concert in 2022 in You're America. You're going to pay $800 for nosebleed seats. Section. Oh, that's just so stupid. So this, it's good because, like you and I, anybody who's gone to a concert in the last 20 years, there's been this conversation about this. It's a right. ripoff. It is a the total fees just crush you. rip. So what's going to be done? I don't know. But just today... I bought tickets to see Corey Wong, who's a guitar player, yeah. um, and he's not coming to Pittsburgh. So my husband and I decided we were going to go, we we're going to take a trip and go see him. Yeah. Okay. The, we bought tickets at the Ryman Auditorium, which is in Nashville, the original Grand Ole Opry. Mm-hmm. Tickets were $39. And you know what it cost when we were done? How much? $39 plus tax. Because they're, they don't need anybody. Exactly. They're standalone. Because, and, be, and because nobody knows who Corey Wong is. You know what I mean? It's not like Bruce Springsteen. But Ticketmaster doesn't have inroads but ticket, into Because it's the too Grand small of a venue. It's too small of a venue. I'm not sure about that. I, don't, I think I bet it you is. if you went to like, you know. The Rex Theater, the new I don't. Rec, I, I don't think that would be Ticketmaster. I think you so, think? Kath. I think that their fingers are in everybody's pie here. Well, I couldn't believe I skated away with tickets for $39. Yeah. But I did. So there's hope. I just don't know what you have to do to get I don't there. Know it is, it's I mean, absolutely crazy. It's a ripoff times 10. I mean, these, you know, it, it just gets in the way. It Who does. can afford to go and I see know. your favorite artist now? I know. What if a husband and wife wanted to, or a brother and sister. Or a family of or four. Fa- want to go. Well, nobody's doing that. No, of like not. when Clapton came, I don't know, four years ago or something, we took our kids to see Clapton because yeah. we thought you have. We, you want, go see we want You have to see Clapton. Yeah. Well, we could. No, if it was eight hundred dollars, we're not going to take our kids to see Clapton. So is this a pandemic thing as well? You know, post pandemic now, while the pandemic was, oh well, we lost all our money because nobody was touring. So now we're touring again. So we're going to rip people off because well, the doors are open because we can do it. I don't know. So Bruce Springsteen's people say they have no control over it. Goes How back. can they have no control over it? He's the dude on the stage. Of course he is. I mean, it's because it's because it's money tied into Ticketmaster. That's all. It goes back to our last conversation. Who do you trust? Feels like everything is just, you know, a waste. And See, now that Bruce has a daughter who's like not just an Olympian, but an Olympian in like a frou frou sport, because she's an equestrian, right. things have changed.
No, 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 no. Yeah, they have. Like, he's not in Asbury Park anymore, okay? His daughter wasn't learning to, you know, steeplechase right there on the Atlantic. He's still the boss. That's all it is. Okay, speaking of who do you trust, yeah. we got a story about, of all people. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. If Mr. If Mr. Rogers would be alive today, would he be dealing with Ticketmaster? We're going to talk about Mr. Rogers, Burger King, and the KKK. That's next. 101.5 WORD. It's summer in Pittsburgh, but Word FM is already talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com slash tuitions. The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing It Right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction. Doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing It Right will ensure all work is installed to the industry's highest standards, then back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right. Mention Johnny Kathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. I answered the call. Together, we fought for our nation and its people. And even though I no longer wear the uniform, I am still a Marine. My service has come full circle. I will continue to support my country and my community. Then and now, Semper Fidelis remains my promise. Always faithful. Always Marine. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat, one of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things, or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. It's kind of become a theme here, I guess. We didn't really mean it to be, but it has been. Who do you trust? Okay, so we were fortunate, and of course, this uh, this story has been told a million times. And especially if you're from Pittsburgh, you've heard any number of stories about Mister Rogers. He has been elevated, and rightfully so, uh, to some areas of sainthood because he was he was the same guy in front of the camera as he was off the camera. He was just legit. 
So there's a story about Mr. Rogers, a couple of stories. And again, you know, just in daily reading, this just kind of came up. This Mm -hmm. isn't like Mr. Rogers Day or something like that. But in my reading today, I came across this story about Mr. Rogers (laughs) and of all things, the KKK. And then in that reading, I'm also reading about Mr. Rogers and of all things, Burger King. (laughs) Okay. So we got a clip here. This is a, a commercial uh, back in, I think, 1987 of uh, a, a Burger King commercial that aired nationally. Check this out. Burger King presents Mr. Rodney. Hi, neighbors. Today's new word is something McDonald's does to every burger. Let's call it McFrying. Can you say that? McFrying. That's a word with zip. Now, here's a question for you. If so many people preferred sizzling, hot, flame broiling like at Burger King, why is McDonald's still McFrying? That's one even Mr. Rodney can't answer. Okay, now this was a long time ago. Now you can imagine what would happen today if someone ran that ad without... I mean, they took Mr. Rogers' image, they perverted it, and then aired national commercials with right. Mr. Rodney. And decided what his opinion would be. Yeah. And there he is. I mean, it's very clearly Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That's what it looks like on the commercial. So Mr. Rogers, someone told him about the commercial. He watched it. You know what he did? He he called the president of Burger King and expressed his displeasure. Mm-hmm. And to their credit, Burger King said, you're right. We'll pull the ad. We're sorry. And they did. Fabulous. That's Great. the power of Mr. Rogers. Now, I'm reading about this today, which I did not know this story. I didn't either. 1990. Now, the technology was different. Of course, this was pre-internet. So um, the KKK in Missouri, the Missouri Knights of the KKK and three of its members, they put together recordings, mm-hmm. phone calls. Remember remember the 800 number? Sure. People would call 800 numbers or you would find out about things that were contests. 800 was sort of like the first mass communication that other than television and radio. Sure. So the KKK put together several recordings that apparently were focused towards kids. That, On inculcating racism. Yes. That had racist and homophobic messages on them. They also had a lot of them violent messages on them. And somehow, and I'm not quite sure what the avenues of distribution were, they raised awareness in children's circles. I think that what they ha- probably did um, is put the numbers up in a telef- in a television commercial. And then kids who were sitting there watching TV call this 800 would number. Call the 800 number. And then they would hear these pre recorded. They're, they're horrible things. They're absolutely horrible 60-second things that, you know, an eight-year-old would call in here. Right. And so, again, family family communications, this is Mr. Rogers' company, producing company. Oh, wait, but, the, but it wasn't just that. They were done. They were produced in Mr. Rogers' voice. Right. That was what made like the, the Burger King right, ad. Right. That, that, that is what made the connection between these ads and Fred Rogers himself. So attorneys for Fred Rogers, host of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and Family Communications said the recordings infringed on trademark and copyrights by imitating the sound effects and song of the television show and Fred Rogers' voice, like we just heard, and his vocal patterns, like we just heard. The order named the Klan and three members of the Klan. A hearing was scheduled 
The hearing was produced, and then the judge ordered and said, well, you got to take these things down. You cannot do this. A group of civil rights community religious leaders said that the telephone number was widely circulated among school children in the Kansas City area, and they have been forbidden to produce these things. So Mr. Rogers took on the KKK and won. Now, he did that in the shadow of that groundbreaking Remember the pool episode with Officer Clemens, with yes. Francois Clemens? Right. Right. So that was at the, in the, during the civil rights movement. And there was this uh, conventional wisdom uh, that was spread among white people that you shouldn't swim with black kids. Right. They were segregated. Right. So he said, you know, Mr. Rogers said, this is this is ridiculous. What could what could I do to bring this issue up in a way that's helpful to people and encouraging and not scary um, and that doesn't shame anyone for a point of view that they had but might open their mind to something else? And so if you have seen this clip, I'm sure it's in your mind because it's in my mind as I'm talking about it. He's they're both sitting in chairs. A he black man and Officer with a white Clemens, man. right? Officer Clemens, Francois Clemens, is black. Mr. Rogers is white, and they both take off their shoes and socks and put their feet together in the baby pool. And it's in a little it, kids' pool. It was a simple thing, but it was the way it's done is just Beautiful. really wonderful. Yeah. It's really, really wonderful. So he had invested himself in this prior to the KKK getting involved, right. and so he had a lot on the line. Right. This was his face. It was his voice. It was his point of view. And it was his friend, Francois, not to mention the, you know, millions and millions of people of color. I mean, that was a gigantic deal. It was a really big deal. I remember I I, I can't I, I should say I can't remember a time when I didn't know that clip like that was so much a part of my childhood. Really? really? Yeah. OK. Um the the actress from Star Trek passed away this week. Yes. You saw that? Yes. So part of the obituary was her and William Shatner sharing an on-screen kiss. Mm. Massive. It was gigantic. A white man and a black woman kissing on national television. It was gigantic. Yeah. And it's the same thing as Mr. Rogers sitting in a little, not sitting, his feet in a little kid's pool mm-hmm. with a black man and saying... Well, look, nothing's happening here. Nothing's, you know, nothing's changed. Right. It's two people who are friendly with each other, refreshing themselves and getting their feet cool off. Right. And we'll never, I mean, we'll never know if that clip is what enraged the KKK enough to try to do this telephone campaign. Mm-hmm. But regardless, the beauty of the story is that they lost. I don't know. What a world we live in. I know. It. I, I just, I know as it. much as we despair and think we're, our, the wheels have fallen off, yep. you do see little bits of justice. Yes. Little bits of beauty, wisdom, peace, all that together. A little window of the world to come. I think so. So take heart. Who do you trust? Well, we trust our Lord, right? The author, the creator of all that is good and true and right. We'll take a quick break. Come back. You're listening to Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. 
SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Ask Sherwin-Williams during the summer fun sale July 29th through August 8th and get 35% off paints and stains with prices starting at $27.29. That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, 35% off all of our other colors. Stop the sale online or visit your local Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only. Some exclusion supplies. See store for details. Ready to unite with believers across the country to bring hope and meals to hungry families? Thursday, August 11th, 7 p.m. Eastern, be a part of Food for the Poor's free virtual We Are One national event. Featuring the music of five-time GMA Devil Award winner, Natalie Grant. This will be an evening filled with hope, unity, inspiration, and celebration as we unite to release 10 million meals. Register for this free live stream today by texting We Are One to 51555. That's We Are and the number 1 to 5155. This is Pastor Tom Hall. People are capable of such goodness. So why are we at war with each other? It turns out the Christian faith is completely realistic about human nature. Faith gives us the tools to examine ourselves and imagine a better future. Join us for worship at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown, Sundays at 1045, for our sermon series, What's Wrong With Us? Learn more at fpcp.org. Our biblical beliefs about marriage, human sexuality, and gender are increasingly countercultural. In fact, our views are often considered offensive and infringing on personal freedom. Sometimes this makes Christians look like the bad guys. How should we respond? Request your copy of the book, Being the Bad Guys, available today at truthforlife.org. An amazing story was revealed today about two twins in Brazil. These are two boys, almost four years old. They were conjoined cranially. Craniopagus is a word I've never heard before, but apparently that means that's how that describes the way in which the boys were joined, which is at the top of the head. So their heads conjoined together and their brains as well. Now, here's the deal. There was a surgery that happened in June that was largely um, created and produced by virtual reality. A team in England, in London, was able to work remotely with this team in Brazil. And the news was just released today because they wanted to make sure that the twins are well on their road to recovery. And it seems as though they are. It's an amazing story. I would encourage you at some point today in your you know, online time to look for this story and see the photographs of these two boys. It, it's shocking what has taken place. They're, they're essentially saying this is a man on Mars medical miracle. Mm-hmm. 
the boys, because of the way they were joined at the top of the head, they've never crawled or walked or anything like that because that would have been impossible. They've never looked in each other's they've eyes. They've never looked in each other's eyes. Um, there's a wonderful – there are several amazing photographs in the Washington Post. But one is of the two boys next to each other for the first time holding hands. I mean mm. it's amazing. Um, now they had previous surgeries and one of the things that complicated this one is the fact that they had scar tissue left over. Um, and so that was an issue. Um, and it's uncertain exactly what their prognosis is going to be because the optimal time to separate conjoined twins is six to 12 months and they're already four years old. Right. I mean, just the creation that, that man is able to produce to see something like this and separate these boys. Shocking. Really. It's so incredibly beautiful. It really is. So new life for these twin boys, and I'm sure the world will wait and see the prognosis and the progress mm -hmm. in these very young lives. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Code ERIC. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The OPEC oil cartel and its allies have decided to boost production in September by a much slower pace than in previous months. The move comes amid high gasoline prices and unstable energy supplies. Oil analyst Patrick Dahan of GasBuddy.com says as soon as the word of the OPEC decision hit the markets, oil prices went up. On the concern that uh, it's not enough to, to meet the increase in demand, so... Overall, uh, kind of a, dis a disappointing announcement from OPEC that the increase in production was far, far less uh, than what's really needed to uh, balance uh, supply and demand. OPEC, led by Saudi Arabia and its allies, led by Russia, will increase output to 100,000 barrels a day next month after raising it 648,000 barrels a day back in July and August. This is SRN News. If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They are so passionate about teaching people how to own physical gold and silver. They've won the best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devaluation. Number again, 800-900-8000. Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before invest if you are 65 or older you know this it's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window well here's something that can really help and it's worth taking a minute to look into metashare has a new option called metashare 65 plus metashare is a community of christians who share each other's health care bills and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. 
It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. You're not who you were 25 years ago. Your life's more complex. People change, families change, and the law changes. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman, and a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple, so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees like Walnut Grove Christian School in West Mifflin. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. Mainly clear and humid tonight, low 71. Very warm tomorrow and humid with intervals of clouds and sun. We'll see an afternoon thunderstorm with a high of 87. Cloudy and humid tomorrow night, a thunderstorm in the area, low 70. Cloudy and humid Friday with a couple of thunderstorms and a high of 78. Saturday, a blend of sun and clouds with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Humid with a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I don't know if this is true or not um, anymore, but there was a time that voices, whether on the radio or television, were voices that you grew up with, that you felt like you knew, that they were part of the family fabric, right? That, like, you know, I remember... um, Growing up with Jack Bogut. Right. Every morning, we would sit and have breakfast before we went to school. We listened to Jack Bogut. Jack I've, Bogut was part of my family. Uh, Myron Cope was part of my family. A hundred percent. My family as well, right? Now- So was Phil Music or- Yeah, right. Bruce Kaiden or- Doug Hurth. Doug Hurth. I mean, those voices, those local voices especially, you know, but the passing yesterday of Vin Scully- Vin Scully, um, famously a Los Angeles Dodgers or Brooklyn Dodgers broadcaster mm-hmm. for more than 70 years. I mean, that's crazy. That, that's a record probably that will never be. Never is going to happen right. anymore. I mean, I, when you think about that voice, Vin Scully's voice, I, it harkens back to another era because there's something when you listen today, and, and I'm not going to, I'm not, you know, minimizing or disparaging anyone's efforts here, there is a, a sound especially in sports broadcasting now, that is canned or corporate. Yeah, corporate's a good word for that it. Oftentimes, you know, the voices are indistinguishable from each other, right? I mean, I grew up with Bob Prince. I can't tell you how many nights I fell asleep to the sound of Bob Prince, you know, and that's the, the cheesy adage of the transistor radio. I loved Bob Prince. Mm-hmm. It, it was a voice that he didn't go to broadcasting school. This no, a, no. Right. This was a guy that 
fell into it or worked his way into it, such is the case with Vince Scully. Vince Scully passing away at 94. You know, you're reading about him today. I'm reading about him. Tells the story of being a nine-year-old boy walking by, in his own words, a Chinese laundry where they used to post scores, baseball scores. And Vince Scully didn't know a lot about baseball, but he saw that it sparked his interest. He started to go to baseball games because at the time in Brooklyn, you could go to baseball games if you were a kid nine and under for free. Hmm. So on the way home from school, of course, there were no night games then. It was a long time ago. It was in the 1930s. He would stop in and watch baseball. He fell in love with the game. At 22, Branch Rickey, who was the president of the Brooklyn Dodgers, hired Vin Scully to broadcast. He was the number three announcer at age 22. At 22. At 27, Vin Scully, and this record still stands, the youngest voice ever to broadcast a World Series game. When the Brooklyn Dodgers left Brooklyn and broke a lot of hearts in Brooklyn, and moved to Los Angeles. Of course, Vince Scully went along. And if you listen to Vince Scully's voice, he's associated with some of the greatest calls in baseball mm. history. We've got a piece that's a couple of minutes long. This is way back in 1974. And if you were alive then, and if you were certainly a, a baseball fan, and of course, the racial times of Hank Aaron approaching at the time, the most hallowed record in professional sports. Babe Ruth, 60 homers. And to think that Hank Aaron, especially in the city of Atlanta in 1974, was poised to break this home run record. 714 was the record of all time, which Babe Ruth held. And Hank Aaron was going to break that record. I mean, Hank Aaron was hounded. Absolutely. Death threats, yep. any imaginable thing that it was Hank shouted Aaron, at him or thrown at him. He carried this weight. I mean, he was just playing the game of baseball, and it came and he upon him. To be awesome. He was awesome, and he was consistent over many, many years. And then this moment happened in 1974. Vin Scully makes the call. Once again, a standing ovation for Henry Aaron. So the confrontation for the second time. Aaron walked in the second inning. He means the tying run at the plate now. So we'll see what Downing does. Al at the belt delivers, and he's low, ball one. And that just adds to the pressure. The crowd booing. Downing has to ignore the sound effects and stay a professional in pitches game. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. in the deep south for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. And it is a great moment for all of us, and particularly for Henry Aaron, who was met at home plate not only by every member of the Braves, but by his father and mother. 
He threw his arms around his father, and as he left the home plate area, his mother came running across the grass, threw her arms around his neck, kissed him for all she was worth. As Aaron circled the bases, the Dodgers on the infield shook his hand, and that was a memorable moment. Aaron is being mobbed by photographers, he is holding his right hand high in the air, and for the first time in a long time, that poker face of Aaron shows the tremendous strain and relief of what it must have been like to live with for the past several months. It is over. At 10 minutes... That's fabulous. Oh, my gosh. I mean, th- there's oh a man God. who can tell a story. And what's fascinating about that is that early on, after the home run was hit... There's these long pause. Long. All you can hear are the cheers of the crowd and the fireworks. Which Vince Scully, in many ways, perfected that. I mean, uh, there's a clip um, in the 1986 uh, World Series, Game 6, where <laughs> Mookie Wilson, I mean, it's a really famous thing, and the Mets win this game in a crazy, crazy twist. It goes three minutes, and Vince Scully doesn't say a word. He lets the images, of course, he's on television, lets the images speak for themselves. He pulls them back, pulls himself back. I mean, this doesn't happen in today's world. We're so heavily personality-centric that the, the voices themselves want to become the story. They interject themselves in the story. And they almost have to because of the shortness of our attention span, I think. I think if we heard a broadcast that had a... a a long that, pause. A long pause like that. I think we would think something's wrong with the audio. Or I, 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 at least I'm thinking that we would. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but it just seems like it's such a fast-paced audio and visual environment that we're in that we tend to want that. Mm, we need that in some way, right? Yeah. Okay, so we talked about Bob Prince, Myron Cope, Mike Lang. Mm-hmm. Who else do you remember? Favorite broadcasters? Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, the very first one I remember as a kid who I loved was Keith Jackson, mm. who worked for ABC and did college football on Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. I thought Keith Jackson was a total master. Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell. But he was, he was so, he was excellent, but he was a love it or hate it. I loved him. Yeah. Love it or hate it thing. Kurt Gowdy. I loved Kurt Gowdy. John Madden. John Madden was like everybody's uncle by the time he mm-hmm. came. Everybody forgot how much he was hated being a Raiders coach. Dick Enberg. Olympics. Doc Emmerich. Doc Emmerich was the next one I was going to say. Bob Costas. What about Jim Nance? <laughs> yeah. There's nobody who does the Masters no. like Jim Nance. No. How about Lanny Terry? Milo Hamilton. No. Neither one. I no, love, Lanny, I, love I like Lanny. Lanny. I was, I I was sorry to see Lanny go. Me too. I heard My, Lanny on the radio today. Yeah, me too. Uh, Milo Hamilton took no. an unenviable job. He did, because how are you going to follow Bob? You Prince? weren't, and it was, he was destined to fail. But, you know, there's just something about, again, that was sort of like the rise of the corporate voice. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Anyway, the passing of Vince Scully. Do yourself a favor. I mean, you know, you can find these and listen to these clips. They're, they're just, they're beautiful. They really are. We'll take a, a quick break. When we come back, Reverend Doctor? I think we should call him Reverend Doctor. Dean Weaver joins us. We're going to talk about... Fear and worry. Fear and worry. Let's get them both. It's on a Wednesday afternoon. Bring it. 101.5 WORD. Foundation.
This week on Through the Bible, join us in Acts for a look at the issues facing the early church. Like a startup company, they needed to establish core values and guidelines for operation. Find out more about these matters that Luke called no small dispute as we watch how godly people disagree and then teach us how to resolve conflict. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. A moo moo here and a moo moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo moo. Hi there, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84, Pennsylvania. Not only will you enjoy watching the heifers in the field and the baby calves in the mini barnyard, but you should also come hungry for our fabulous farm fresh cooking. Step inside the Springhouse for hot roast beef sandwiches, turkey and stuffing, hickory smoked ham, stuffed cabbage rolls, real mashed potatoes, and a whole lot more a different menu each day the locals tell their friends that our famous chocolate milk is the official drink of the spring house and be sure to save room for apple pie ho-ho cake oreo cheesecake or lots of other from scratch goodies for dessert have i made you hungry yet let us share a little of our farm with you at the spring house 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. It's pleasant music, isn't it? Like it belies the... uh the fear and worry that we're all surrounded by. Exactly. How's your fear and worry? Well, I mean, there are times when it's like... Off the charts? Off the charts, and other times when it's like, eh, yeah, take it or leave it. Chris, she's, she's pointing to herself. She says, she's pointing to She's Her fear and worry is high. Yeah. I thought maybe she was saying that my I should be like afraid and worried for her. No, no. no she's, okay. she's, she's, she's 28. She's, she's got, got the world by the tail. Are you kidding me? Fear and worry. Reverend Dr. Dean Weaver joins us. Uh, Dean's a regular guest on our show. He's the stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, co-founder and former president of EduNations. Dean, welcome back, sir. Well, great to be with you guys. Good to good to hear your voices. You as well. You sound like you've got a little cold. Are you under the weather? <laughs> no, 
It's just I'm trying to impress you with my deep baritone. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I've got to be honest with you, it was extremely well, impressive. Very impressive. <laughs> so much so I thought you were sick. It, it, it has the air of authority to it. So. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Not the substance of it, but it does mm, have the air. Mm, right? That cuts through all the fear and worry <laughs> that may surround you, Dean. I love it. Okay, so fear and worry uh, appears to be something that, well, first of all, every human experiences it, but it does seem to be being wielded by people now trying to encourage other people to be afraid. Um, I notice it a lot. Dean, what about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, the popular word you hear these days, Kathy, is is it's being weaponized, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's where where people realize it's a powerful motivator. Uh, I can't think of a day that goes by that I don't get an email from some political group uh, trying to motivate me to give money because the world is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think that's, you know, uh, it's a powerful motivator for people. It's it's one of the strongest um, responses that we have in terms of of what, you know, causes us to uh, um, uh, change or act on certain behavior. So, but, you know, it, it starts to feel, whether, whether it's intentional or not, it starts to feel, particularly as people rally around particular causes, that, it, that it's actually manipulative and, and that people are preying on or tapping into fundamental things where they know people have a, a concern about their, their safety or their security or, you know, the well-being of their children or you know, it, it really taps into things that are really core to us and and really uses fear to, I think, manipulate people into certain actions. And I think uh, we're all seeing it. It certainly feels, at least from a, a social media standpoint and a communication standpoint, that, that it feels like it's on the rise. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, I think if you go back through history, whether you look at, you know, uh, some of the evil dictators of the past, like a, like a Hitler, fear is huge, right? I mean, you motivate people by fear. I mean, you watch a, a Star Wars movie and you find out what the emperor was trying to do. He was going to intimidate people by fear. Um, fear is a way to get people to do what you want them to do. And when people set out to do that, then they don't have their best interests in mind. They're just purely manipulating them for their own purposes. Yeah. So it's true, Dean. I mean, your, your point's well taken that you do feel oftentimes that we are being played, right? That uh, the next, here comes the next big thing. The headlines blare that. And the, uh, you know, the content creators, <laughs> which I, I despise that. Who, whoever those content creators are, they are the puppet masters and we ourselves are the puppets. And it grates on our every nerves and, and drives, I think, a lot of people um, into uh, therapy or, you know, uh, prescription medications. Despair. Yeah, despair. I mean, it just—it's the panacea of our time that we are—we find ourselves here. But like you're saying, we're no different than anybody else. But I think you know the electronic age that's upon us has made the dividing line. It's—it's it's ramped up the fear and worry to a different level that probably most people haven't seen before. Well, and back to the point of it being weaponized, John. I think it's being wielded now for even political purposes, right? Yeah. Um, so if we can get you to, whether it's vote a certain way or against a certain way or give money to a certain cause, um, that that is another way in which fear is being weaponized. And you know, it, it always taps into something that's that's real enough mm-hmm. that it gets our attention, it draws our level of concern, um, but then. 
you know, the solutions that it offers, whether it's to act out of anger or out of power, uh, those are never the solutions of the gospel. I mean, I'm always stunned at how many times in the Bible um, God says to his people, do not be afraid. (laughs) You know, it's a lot. Um, You know, Jesus himself uh, says it a number of times. And, um, you know, and so it's understandable whether it's a storm that rages up against a boat or Jesus getting ready to ascend to the Father and leave them uh, with the Holy Spirit. He's saying to them constantly, don't be afraid. And the antidote for that is always, for I am with you always. I am with you, I am with you, I am with you. The antidote to fear is always God's presence. And as God's people, when we allow ourselves to be manipulated, when we allow ourselves to be caught up in whatever the fear-based thing might be, it really, in a fundamental way, not to belie the fact that there are things to legitimately be afraid of, right? Um, It it belies the gospel itself, um, because you're not really believing or practicing that God is present with you and he who is with you is is greater than mm-hmm. anything that is against right. you. Yes. And so, and of course, you know, the, the, the classic line of all lines is the Scripture tells us perfect love casts out all fear. And so when we are afraid, which, you know, it's a natural response to be afraid to some things, um, God promises us that he'll be with us and that his presence, which is perfect love, can drive out that fear so we don't have to live in fear we don't have to react in fear, and we don't have to do things that are fear-based. The antidote to fear is faith, and our response should be faith-based, not fear-based. That's the Reverend Dr. Dean Weaver. He's stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. He's also the co-founder and the former president of EduNations, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, before we're done with this segment. Um, Dean, you know, in thinking about fear and worry, I've been um, keeping First Peter, the end of the third chapter, in my mind a lot. I love, I think it's the NIV that says, do not fear what they fear. Um, but yeah. in your in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. I think that's really interesting. Do not fear what they fear, and it's like um, we're. And of course, the context of this is all in suffering, right? So um, it's not that that Peter's writing this to people who are having you know a great time and it's super easy and they're skating by. It's that no, this is like there are really challenging times, um, and there's there's persecution happening and there's suffering happening. But still, in spite and through all that. Do not fear what they fear. Uh, so talk about that a little bit, about like the different perspective we need to have and why we wouldn't fear the same things. Well, I'm, let me give you a real practical example, Kathy. Um, our national gathering was uh, about a little over a month ago, month and a half ago, and we wrestled with the creation of a committee to write a paper, and the name of the paper is called A Pastoral Letter of Racial Lament and Hope. And there were people who were fearful that that was a Trojan horse for CRT, or they were fearful that this is part of a slippery slope mm-hmm. toward some sort of thing away from the gospel, which is which is not the case at all, because we chose biblical categories. Lament is thoroughly biblical. It's an entire book named after that. Um, Jesus himself laments, especially when he's on the cross. But we're not a people who stay in that place. We we have a hope based on the resurrection of Christ, right? So at one point in the meeting, when people were expressing fears uh, of 
what this could do, um, I stopped our assembly and I said, we're not going to let the way in which uh, the world talks out there be the way in which we talk in here. Mm -hmm. In fact, the way in which we talk in here needs to be done in such a way that it can be taken to the world out there because the world out there operates in the realm of fear. We operate in the realm of faith. And so I think, you know, it, it happens not just in, um, you know, some of the more dramatic things like, like, like persecution, Kathy. It happens in, um, I'm looking at my, my 401k and I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to retire. I'm fearful of that. Or I'm fearful of when someone gets up and talks about loving the poor and caring for the poor, that this is a slippery slope toward, you know, some kind of uh, thing that takes us away from the gospel. And, and I think we, we have to be able to say, look, the things the world fears, we shouldn't fear. Because because if God is, is for us, then who could be against us? Uh, he'll take care of our retirement. He'll take care of our children. He'll take care of our churches. Um, we just have to follow Him and trust in Him and believe in Him. And you know, keep your guard up to be sure. You keep your eyes open, you're discerning, and you're wise, absolutely. But we shouldn't let the, the way the world is fearful keep us from pursuing the things of the gospel. Um, and whether that is a fear of persecution or whether it's a fear of being misunderstood. I mean, how many people just don't share their faith with a neighbor, a coworker, right. a family member, because they're afraid of what, how they're going to respond? Right. You know, th th that keeps us from doing what Jesus actually commanded us to do in Matthew 28, right? And so, you know, we, we should be sensitive, we should be thoughtful, but we shouldn't be inhibited to, to do what Jesus has called us to do, because you know, he who is for us, who could be against us? Yes. I mean, Dean, because we get so caught up in fear and worry, we need that daily reminder, right? I mean, because I hear you say this, and people will go, yeah, I hear what Dean's saying, but, but, but this, but my circumstances are this. And so you don't understand, but uh, there's got to be a way to combat the but. Yeah, I mean, the good news is, John, that you know Jesus was tempted in every way that, that, that we have been, but without sin, right? And so that means uh, there had to be moments when there was a fearfulness. He was tempted to deviate from God's plan for him because of whether it's the, the threat of the of the devil in the wilderness or the threats of the Pharisees. Um, and yet, at the same time, he manages uh, to continue to stay steady on God's plan. Now, the good news is he lives in us. So your circumstances, whatever they might be, yes, I might not understand it. Yes, I might not have walked that path. I may not fully appreciate the gravity of what it is that you're facing. But he knows exactly what you're facing. He knows exactly what you're experiencing. And he who lives within you, greater that is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He, his perfect love dwelling in you, can give you the capacity for whatever it is your circumstances are bringing you to a point of fear or anxiety. Um, you know, you know, it's not that simple. It's not like waving a magic wand or sure. anything like that. But, right. but it is a matter of, of, of a deep level of trust and believing God in his word that he who promised is faithful. 
And if he's promised that he would never leave us or abandon us, never forsake us, if he's promised that he would, that, that greater things than these would we do, if he, all of his promises, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. If, if he who promised us is true, then you've got to, to, by faith, step into applying that truth into those particular circumstances. And it, it's not easy. Um, it doesn't happen like overnight. It doesn't happen necessarily like the raving of a wand. But over time, that does happen. And we'll see again and again and again where God will show us in those circumstances that he has been with us all along and that he will be faithful all along, no matter what the circumstances might be. And some of them are exceedingly tragic and dire, and yet that truth applies even there as well. Amen and amen. Dean, thanks. Uh, It's a good message. I appreciate your presence here always. Well, I mean, if the gospel can do anything, guys, um, if the gospel is real, and, and, and of course we believe in everything in our being that it is, then it ought to be the antidote for the kind of fear and anxiety that seems to be governing the way in which we're reacting and acting to things. Mm-hmm. And doubling down on our relationship with Jesus is the only antidote that I know. Dean Weaver, stated clerk, Evangelical Presbyterian Church. Good to hear from you, Dean. All right, you too. Take care. Take of care. Yourself. You mm-hmm. take care of yourself. That's Dean Weaver. You might want to look up EduNations, mm-hmm. an organization that's very close to Dean's heart. Did some terrific work in Sierra Leone. Um, but we're going to take a break now. When we come back, does this make sense? We tried Dynavite for gut health and immune support, and after a couple of weeks, our little gizmo was acting like a puppy again. His coat was shinier, he had a lot less scratching and shedding, and he seemed like his happy old self. My dog smelled and scratched constantly. We bathed and sprayed her, took her to the vet, but no results. Now, a little Dynavite and her food helps Bella keep her beautiful coat with no scratching or smell. Get 10% off your next order of Dynavite nutritional supplements for dogs at Dynavite.com. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. Despite what the world will tell you, All of us, we living and breathing creatures of God, we were all made with a purpose. Now, you know this, if you've been to college, how pivotal those years were for you. To establish who we turned out to be. Yes. So I would think that someone who is a believer in Jesus Christ, you want to go to a university that points you in the direction to your divine purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And might I say, the place to go is Grove City College. One of the issues about social media today is it tends to, uh, I don't know, put us in a place where we're always comparing ourselves to one another, right? We're, we're, and we're always looking to be better looking or we're looking to be smarter or wealthier or have better clothes or a better boyfriend or a better whatever it is. Yes. Um, and our purpose gets completely lost and we become purposeless. And we can fall into anxiety or depression or whatever it is. And we need strong and solid people around us and teachers who can point us in the right direction. I think that's another thing so essential about Grove City is you want to put your child in a community that's going to encourage them to develop their identity in Christ and not in all the comparison that's all around us all the time. Summer's here. If you're planning ahead, look at Grove City College, gcc.edu, Grove City College. As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. 
I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. To learn more about our open position, please email me at andrew at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, one of America's top 10 most livable cities. We're also on another top 10 list you might be less familiar with human trafficking where women are enslaved and sold like property in the criminal sex trade. But the good news is that Refuge for Women is now here in our city, the largest nonprofit faith-based organization of its kind, providing up to two years of safe housing and round-the-clock care for women escaping sexual exploitation. Learn how you can help at refugeforwomen.org slash Pittsburgh. Mainly clear and humid tonight, low 71. Very warm tomorrow and humid with intervals of clouds and sun. We'll see an afternoon thunderstorm with a high of 87. Cloudy and humid tomorrow night, a thunderstorm in the area, low 70. Cloudy and humid Friday with a couple of thunderstorms and a high of 78. Saturday, a blend of sun and clouds with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Humid with a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. makes sense does what make sense easy pass oh don't get me started 15 mm, i'm getting you started 15 years in a row there and it's it's they're gonna keep on doing this every i'm year not asking if the if the increase makes sense i'm asking if easy pass makes yeah it makes sense. sense makes perfect sense why does that make sense because it's a heck of a lot easier i hold that little thing up the, the transponder go right through good to go it flashes a little light I like it. You're part of the problem. <laughs> what are you saying I'm part of the problem? Because it doesn't make sense. It makes perfect sense. No, it sense. doesn't. Here's why. If we were still going up to the toll booth and putting in our dollar thirty-five Wait, or our twenty-five the, yeah. or whatever we're doing, nope. then we would notice the 15% increases. Yeah, yeah. We, we'd be angry. We'd be picketing. Right. We'd be calling our state representatives saying what the heck and why is this the most expensive roadway in all of Tarnation? But instead, we just held up our easy pass and so we're like, oh, just another increase. No big deal. Bye. Nope. Easy pass doesn't make sense. It makes us dumb and lazy. Man, you put it like that. <laughs> Holy smokes. Jeez. That did seem aggressive. It seems aggressive. I was just kind of, I was thinking like about Like even you know, listening to myself. Yeah, it's hmm. over the top. All right. I still think it makes sense. I mean, I get your point because I don't want to pay those fees. But what about the people who don't have an easy pass? Those poor people. But if you have the easy pass, you're like the frog in the pot of water. It's just slowly getting warmer. You don't really notice it's too late for you. I, I still say it makes sense. All right, does this make sense? Religious statues. What? Jiminy, John. Okay, now here's here's my story. Okay. A couple of years ago, my neighbor, my neighbor was throwing out, like, a, a yard statue of Jesus. No, it doesn't seem right. I was like, like, Jesus was, like, sitting out, like, you know, with someone's stuff. I took that. I put it up in the yard. Mm-hmm. Kind of sits there. It's a little beat up, which I like. Mm-hmm. Kind of whitewashed. It, I like it. I bet your family doesn't like that at all. No. They, they, they kind of, no, I like it. Mm-hmm. 
the the statue of Jesus in my yard, it it's good for me. Okay, that's great. Does it make sense <laughs> to me? That's what the name of the game is. <laughs> does it? Does this make well, sense? It, makes, it sense. makes sense to me. To me, it makes sense if it's in a if it's in a a church oh, or something. What's the difference in but somebody's I yard? I don't think I don't think it makes sense to me in somebody's yard. Why? Well, because but it loses it, its significance somehow. Somehow, like I'm cheapening it. Some, I don't not, think not that so. you're cheapening it. Well, I'm not I, saying you're doing it's it. It's in my yard. Well, you're saying I, it's in my. I'm not. Ease up. I'm not saying that. I just mean that I don't think I'd put it in my yard because I think that would be weird to me. But I don't think it's if it's weird to you. Wiggle, wiggle. It makes sense. <laughs> 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Do you want to be a champion of faith? Feelings are fickle. Faith keeps us steady. You're no stronger than your faith. The Bible says, according to your faith, be it unto you. And I want you to be a champion of faith. Join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, Champions of Faith, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Our little brother says the word dodo word 40 times a day. Should we be saying that word on Word FM? (laughs) You started it. Okay. So here we are with Uncle Ryan with three reasons why you'd be a tweet tweet if you bought a home this year and didn't use us at United Faith Mortgage. The biggest reason is our direct lender advantage. We use our own money. And there's no middleman. Which means... We can often get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We also pay $1,000 of your closing costs on all new home purchases. And just as important to me as saving listeners money is the super service part. Our small team is specifically committed to Word FM. You will not get to a closing and find anything hidden. It's a partnership all the way around. So, don't via, and we're done. We are United, United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing it right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction, doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing it right will ensure that all work is installed to the industry's highest standards. Then, back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious, multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI Certified Installation Contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right. Mention John and Kathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Want it done right, call doing it right. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to Northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. Okay, this is a this is a common experience. It's four a.m. Okay, I wake up from a dead sleep, and instantly, I transport 
myself back four decades and engage in some... What, self-loathing? The reflections of the past. And I'm sifting through nuggets of guilt, regret, shame, fear, worry, despair at 4 a.m. It's it's a perfect time to do something about those issues. (laughs) I'm sifting through it like it's gold in a mine. Oh, geez. Remember when, and I said, and then that happened. I mean, you don't do this? I I do that more about the future than the past. Oh, I'm living back there. I'm way back there. (laughs) Well, to straighten us both out, we're very happy to have Eugene back on the program. Eugene Park is associate pastor of True North Church in Palo Alto, California, and host of a podcast called Off the Pulpit. Eugene, please speak your truth into the circumstance. Welcome, Eugene. (laughs) No, good to see you guys. John, I have a good therapist on fire for <laughs> I'm seeing him, so not, no, no judgment against him. No, he's you, had so. a lot of therapy. The problem just, is, just, I may have had him in the past, Eugene. I'm thinking uh, about him at 4 a.m. I see. I, those are the worst. <laughs> okay, I mean, this scenario that I've painted, not unusual. I think a lot of people do this, Eugene. Yeah, I mean, um, I, a lot of people do, but often it's unprompted. Oh. Often it's not uh, conscious. It's often it just comes. Maybe, as you said, you're in the middle of the night. Some random thought of the past comes. And I think that tells you how much of the past kind of controls your present mm-hmm. and can also control your future uh, because of the patterns, your families of origin, trauma that you often face. And I often think for Christians, we do think a lot about the future, as we should, uh, although that is really secure in Christ. Um, but I do find that we don't do enough work dealing with our past. Um, often it might be an aversion to therapy, which I, I understand the concerns. Often it might just be guilt or shame. But I do think, especially as Christians, if we're called to love God and love one another, um, we have to figure out how we're made because the past makes us who we are, especially our families of origin and our and our original families. But isn't it true, Eugene, that, I mean, the past is past. I, I can't control that, right? I mean, no, I can't change it. I mean, in AA, they're big on making amends, right? I mean, if I've ruined things in the past with family members or friends or what, you know, I'm making amends. I'm coming back and saying, you know, I thought about this and I, I apologize because I was an idiot there. So please forgive me. It helps to heal a little bit. Um, what do you think about amends? Yeah, I mean, uh, amends are are tough because often you're not in control of them, especially if it's a big event. Um, Although the best you can do is make sure that your conscience is clean, that your soul feels clean. And even to a point that you said, I think, John, like the past is the past. Um, Even if it's amends or conflict or even let's say parents, you have maybe parent issues, daddy issues, mommy issues. You can't change what happened, um, but you can change how you interpret the past. And you can also change how much influence it has on the present. Hmm. Interpret the past. So uh, I'm changing the story in some way. I'm looking at the story of what I think, and maybe somehow I have influence on the story that I can tell myself in the future. Yeah, no, I think that's a good way to put it. Therapists and, and, you know, especially Christian therapy, which has expanded a lot, has done a lot in this work of this idea of story and narratives. We are narrative-driven people. Uh, to be a human being is to find a narrative, is to find a story. It's almost, a lot of therapists say, it's to find a script, a narrative script that you live by. And often you are not aware of how much your past, especially your trauma, or no matter how perfect your family may seem, and, and I'm not trying to bag on any family, sure. um, but there's always pain, and that pain evolves into a script, which evolves into a story. 
something as simple as maybe your dad, I'll give my personal example. Uh, my dad, I never uh, ever remember him saying, oh, good job. You know, very typical, especially being an Asian American, Korean American, it's a very typical experience. And oftentimes what I've realized is a script that I live by is that I need to prove myself every day to others. Mm. Um, that's a story internally without work that's always working because of my past unless I really look at it, deal with it, and process it with God. Hmm. So it's interesting. So you had to recognize that story within yourself first and foremost before you could even start to work on it, Eugene. Yeah, there's a common uh, phrase with a lot of this uh, work that's being done uh, in, in with pastors and thinkers and therapists that if you don't own your past, your past will own you. Yeah. Um, you have to name it, right? And not in a name it, claim it. You know, that's a whole another story, a whole yeah. another episode. But you have to be able to name what happened without feeling shame. And often there's guilt because you might think, oh, let's say it's your family history. My parents tried the best they could. I've heard that a lot. I say that a lot. That doesn't negate the fact that they still might have uh, not completely shown their nurture as possible for you as a kid. And until you name it, until you say it, until you tangibly own it, Oftentimes, it owns you and your future. Eugene Parks with us, associate pastor of True North Church, Palo Alto, California, host of the podcast called Off the Pulpit, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Eugene, we've been talking about personal things, but let's talk about work things or church things. So you're a pastor. I've been on church staff for a long time. Um, I could write for the rest of today on all the things I regret about my work at the church, things I wish I would have done better or done differently or a thing I should have said or a thing I should never have talked about or whatever it is. Uh, talk about the importance or maybe the path to getting through that. Yeah, I mean, regret is a, is a killer. I'm right there with you. Uh, I have regrets every day. I, I, I really think that Learning well from your own mistakes, whether it be professionally, oftentimes it's the personal mistakes, uh, your friends or your marriage or your kids that hate the, uh, that hurt the most, is understanding that what happened has happened and yet God is still with you. Uh, it's something, it sounds very naive, it sounds very simplistic, but oftentimes what I try and tell myself is, look, as simple as, I don't know, let's say... I'll do another practical personal example. Let's say a staff member and I have a conversation and I hear that they felt like I was being a little bit too tough, a little bit not uh, not empathetic enough, and there's a guilt and burden that, man, I, I regret a mistake that I made. Oftentimes what can happen is because of self-defense, you might become more tough because you want to show them that they're not going to affect you, know, you as a boss or as a, as a worker. Oftentimes it might lead you just to give them too much slack, right? And, and, and th that regret turns into more regrets or more mistakes. Often I found the best way to, to view it, and it, it sounds very naive and, and churchy, but the gospel tells you that when Jesus went to the cross, it's not just your past, but it's your present and future sins. Mm -hmm. And even with that mistake, God still chose to redeem you and save you, meaning that your, your regret, however big it is, not that it's justifying it, whatever your regret or mistakes are, it'll never be able to be large enough to define you. Because if so... Uh, Jesus wouldn't have gone to the cross for you. So it's a simple thing. It's a very churchy thing often, quote unquote. But I find that to be so helpful because we say it, uh, but our reality is and our actions show we don't believe that truth. Mm, that's really good. Okay, so Eugene, mm -hmm. so, so micro at 4 a.m., a little wider uh, looking at the church 
and you know the involvement there. Now we're caught up in a, a national conversation about dealing with our past, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there you are, an Asian American. I mean, the conversation about well, during World War II, uh, the United States government interned any number of Asian Americans in, in you know in places separate from the rest of society. Or you go even further into the conversation, you look at slavery in America. I mean, these are conversations for a, a national or a world conversation to look at our past. I mean, d- does the intimacy of 4 a.m. somehow you know make the arc to the conversation in your community or into an African American community? Uh, I, I I totally agree. Uh, I think it should. Um, again, there are some people, you know, on a macro level, as you just mentioned, or even on a personal level, that can use the past and leverage it for their own gain, sure. for their own self-centeredness. That can easily happen, so that's a caution that we must have. But you can never dive deep enough into the past. I hear that enough. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've, you know, let's just say on a personal level first. Yeah. I, I've had so many people, I've seen therapy three times, Pastor, I'm good. And I feel like, oh, man, that showed you that therapy wasn't working as hard, as well as it should have. Uh, the past is so expansive because you, you, macro or micro level, we, don't, we overestimate how much the implicit memory, so the subconscious memory, and I even mean on a national level, still lingers from past events. And I think that's true to personal events and macro events. So, again, not to leverage it for self-gain, not to only cause guilt and uh, shame to be your main weapon of looking at that past to others or maybe on a national scale. But we can never stop looking to the past. Right. We can never stop learning about the past and allow it to shape our future, hopefully in a way that God would want us to move in the future. Yes. Uh, just, uh, but just as a cautionary, you know, the 4 a.m., the, the past can haunt us, right? So it can turn against us. So we need to have the necessary tools in place to deal with the past effectively. Yes. Uh, the only thing I would add to that is to, to lessen those 4 a.m., maybe for you, John, and I have those two wake-ups, um, is to have set times in the day where you're say, I'm going to reflect on my day, my week, Excellent. my year, and a decade. Mm-hmm. If you do not make that a, a, like a, just a part of your habitual practice, the past will always come, come up, up, and often just yeah. a, it'll just be a volcano. So make that yeah. a habitual practice in your life. Very That's good. good. Eugene, Eugene good, good to hear from you. Nice wait, to see you. Before you leave, talk to us about off the pulpit for a second. Oh yeah, just a new podcast. I mean, sorry, a new episode we had with Ray Orland, uh, pastor or no, founding pastor Ray. Emmanuel Nashville. Isn't Ray great? So, oh my gosh! Yeah, great guy. I, I, it wasn't an interview; it was just a pastoral counseling session. So it was a great time talking with him. That's awesome. So if you're interested in that, you can find that in our Excellent. most recent episode. You guys do really good work off the pulpit. Thanks, Eugene. Good to Always see a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Eugene Park. He is the associate pastor of True North Church, Palo Alto, California, host of a podcast we love, Off the Pulpit. Uh, You can find it, of course, wherever fine podcasts are available. Coming up next, celebrity birthdays for John. Before Bamboo HR, (laughs) I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, (laughs) it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. 
Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products lock in your quote today schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com you've tried the rest now try the best windowsarustpittsburgh.com A beautiful day here at All About Golf in Butler, where 14-year-old Jimmy and his dad are on the executive nine-hole course. He's been practicing all year at All About Golf's driving range, featuring top tracer technology. Is that a Ping G425 driver dad just pulled out of their Ping Hoofer golf bag? <laughs> yes, and Jimmy's set of new hybrids was chosen with the help of All About Golf's Ping certified club fitter at the Pro Shop. That's up and down for par at All About Golf in Butler. Practice, learn, play at allaboutgolf.com. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't overpay for new blinds. Shop Blindster today and save big. Blindster.com. We depend on our drinking water supply daily, but where does that water come from? Your water provider encourages you to get to know your local water source so together we can protect and preserve it. The investments we make as a community to protect our water source now ensure we have a sustainable drinking water supply for the future. Visit drinktap.org to learn more. This message is brought to you by the American Water Works Association and your local water provider. So it's time for Celebrity Birthdays, Who's which birthday? we do periodically on uh, the ride home. Uh, it's uh, interesting how John has co- has uh, developed this very weird ability to be able to predict how old people are. And I, I it's so amazing to me because I wouldn't have any idea... Um, although well, the first one today, I'd probably have a clue. Oh, when you're up at 4 a.m. You... <laughs> you think about these things. Yeah, right. So can we start here with uh, Tom Brady? Oh, I know that for a certainty. I did okay. not know it was his birthday. It, well, it is his birthday. <clears throat> okay. Uh, is he retired? Is no. He, he's coming back. Okay. Mm-mm. Tom Brady today, I mm-hmm. believe, is 45. Yes, you are correct. Mm, very nice. You are correct. How do you think Tom's celebrating? Your money? Uh, he's, I don't know. He and his wife are only pinching pennies. He lives a good life, doesn't he? He not? certainly does. Yes. And he's earned it. He And he, he works very hard. Yes, he does. Excellent. And it's hard for me to admit that publicly. That's okay. Because I also think he's a cheater. Well, there is that, too. Okay. Um, Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. That's a complex legacy. Yes, it? it is. Very much so. Yes. I wonder if uh, Martha Stewart and Tom Brady's, you know, they, I'm sure they've intersected. Don't you think socially? I like how Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg are friends. That's my favorite. That's a strange That's my favorite sense. cross-cultural yeah. friendship that I'm celebrating. Martha right Stewart. Now. She's been around a long time. A long time. How long of a time do you think? Uh, I'm saying, uh, Martha Stewart is 80. She's 81. Hey. I would never have guessed that. She's been around that a long... Does you? Yeah, it's well, You thought she was younger. Oh, yeah, I did. What would you say? I like... would have said 73. Oh. I mean, I'm horrible at this game. She's been around forever. Yeah. 
Yes, 81. I mean, have you ever bought anything from Martha Stewart? Like- she used to have a line at Kmart. Oh, yeah. Towels and yep. whatnot. And sheets yeah. and things like that. Yeah, were they and any good? I bought, um, they were very pretty, but they weren't very soft. And if something's not soft, then What's to the me, point? like, you know, I don't know you. Right. So uh, so I very much liked how they looked, and that was the end of it. But I, to be honest with you, still have them. Okay. Because, well, you know, no. I use them for, you know. Do you have a rag bag? Yes. Yeah. I have a rag bag. In fact, I just this morning went to put sheets on a bed mm, and, and they, realized that the sheets weren't going to go on the bed. They were going to go in the rag bag. I, Though I've never called it the rag bag. Oh, I, I called it that pile in the basement. Oh, no. It's got to be a rag bag. Does it have to? Well, yeah, because, you know, you don't you tell your kids, go to the rag bag no, and get... I've oh, never called it that. What? Really? Okay. I never have. All right. Well, <laughs> throw the Martha Stewart sheets on her birthday in the old rag bag. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. Will she or won't she? After Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer finally cut a deal on reconciliation, all eyes... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.